it's Tom Elliott here and this is the Oh My Days Academy, helping you to live well in every domain of life. Well friends, let me tell you a little something that happened uh, this week. I uh, I decided I would reach out to a few potential podcast guests. And uh, one of the ways in which I do this is on Twitter, because I, I find that Twitter is a great place for finding all sorts of interesting uh, and often opinionated people. Uh, but not for that reason. I, I mean, I'm looking for people that it might be of value to, to you. And one of the people I thought might be good would be Martin Lewis from, uh, you know, the moneysavingexpert.com man. Now, don't get excited. Unfortunately, he didn't have the time. But what I wanted to tell you is that I was delighted when I tweeted him on the belief that if you don't ask, you don't get. So I tweeted Martin Lewis, moneysavingexpert.com. Uh, this is not a paid advertisement, by the way. And uh, and I tweeted and he responded. And I was absolutely delighted. He tweeted back saying, Tom, uh, I'd love to. Sounds great. But unfortunately, mate, I'm just stacked uh, with demand at the minute, uh, as you can imagine, uh, because of all that's going on. So he had to say no. But, you know, I, I did appreciate the tweet back for someone of his uh, level of work and his, uh, you know, the way in which he works and the demand on his time must be must be great. So for him to even respond uh, to a tweet of mine was, was well, I was very grateful for it. And uh, can you imagine that? Imagine if I had said, we've got Martin Lewis uh, on, the, on, the, on the podcast. That would be great, wouldn't it? Well, talking of well-known people... Uh, we do have a little surprise coming up. But you need to, in order to know, you need to be uh, on my Facebook and or on my mailing list. So make sure you, you do. Find me at Tom Elliott UK on Facebook, Tom Elliott underscore UK on Twitter and Instagram, Elliott's two L's and two T's. Or you can head to tom org and make sure you sign up to the mailing list, uh, of which you will also hear about it. But we have a couple of uh, surprise guests over the August uh, holiday, and we are beginning to move towards YouTube, my friends. So uh, we are making the move. It will still be on iTunes and Spotify, the audio and all that, but uh, we are upgrading the, the podcast to, to YouTube as well. So uh, now I'm busy searching for guests for the autumn. Uh, if you know of anyone uh, with significant credibility uh, speaking on uh, anything that might be of value to people as they try and navigate life uh, in these weird but wonderful times, uh, well, I say wonderful, N- not all of it's wonderful, but some of it. Life still has wonderful elements, right? You've got to believe that. You've got to look for the positive, look for the wonderful, look for the, the beauty in life, uh, because otherwise we just miss out uh, on all that there is to enjoy, even though uh, life can be hard. Well, well, listen, uh, the other day, my, my wife brought me, uh, it wasn't the other day, it was Father's Day, whenever that was. When was Father's Day? Uh, my wife bought me a copy of Men's Health magazine. Now, uh, I I don't subscribe to Men's Health magazine, but I, I am interested in it from time to time. Uh, and normally, like Father's Day, Christmas, birthday, uh, there's normally one uh, hanging around uh, to give me. And so uh, my, I got a copy of Men's Health magazine. It's fascinating to read all about Joe Wicks. We love a bit of Joe Wicks. Becomes the nation's PE teacher over the last few weeks and months. Uh, so he's he's great. There was a really good article in there. And then I read uh, something else. And I, I've been experimenting, my friends. I wanted to tell you a bit about this experiment. 
One of the things I read in there was a, a bit about productivity. And as you know, we've had a few podcasts on this recently, on this kind of nature, this kind of theme. Uh, and I I was reading about this this guy who who did a, a 16-hour or 8-16 diet, right? And what it is, is you, you can eat anything you want between the hours of 11.30 and 7.30. 11.30 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. So basically it means you, you fast... Uh, overnight and kind of most of the morning. Uh, and the idea is it makes you more productive. Now, I was sceptical about this, uh, but I gave it a go. I tried it for a, a couple of weeks and I'm still doing it most days uh, now, actually. Uh, and I've been amazed at the results. I've been absolutely amazed. I am on fire between kind of 5.30 when I get up and 11.30. I'm absolutely on fire. I'm punching away my admin and various other bits, which leaves me the rest of the day to do creative stuff a bit like this, uh, this podcasting. So uh, try it, friends. I mean, you know, if you feel you need to consult the doctor, then please do before you do so. Uh, that's that's just, you know, it comes with all health warnings and everything else. But um, I have given it a go and I found it super productive. Uh, sometimes I have had a little snack uh, late at night. Sometimes uh, I've tried to stick to healthy fruits or, or stuff in between kind of uh, 7.30 and, and when I go to bed. Uh, sometimes it's helpful to have a little snack, but but generally it's worked and I've been amazed at the results. I tell you that story because today on the podcast, we're talking to a personal development enthusiast and someone who uh, is passionate about helping people to thrive in life. Uh, his name is Luke Askew. Uh, I believe we're of a similar age. I think he might be a slightly bit younger than me, maybe slightly bit older, I don't know. But we're of a similar age. But Luke is an inspiring guy. Uh, he's a speaker, he's a motivator, he's a coach, uh, and he's absolutely passionate about seeing the best and bringing out the best in other people. So ladies and gents, friends, uh, this is my conversation with Luke Askew. Well, friends, uh, here we are with another episode of the Oh My Days Academy. And today, my guest is the brilliant Luke Eskew, who is a motivational speaker. Uh, Luke joins me today with the Oh My Days Academy. How are you doing, Luke? I'm very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Luke, I've been following you on social media for a while and uh, love the content that you're putting out there, uh, particularly under your brand, kind of made to thrive is what it's called. And we'll, we'll dig into that uh, later on. Uh, but Luke, tell us a bit about your your role, what you do, and more importantly, I guess, why you do it. What drives you to do what you do? Yeah, so for the last five years, I have been a motivational speaker, storyteller, mindset coach. And for me, the reason why I got into it was because I've always, for me, I always had this something within me that wanted to see people thrive, to use the word, right? That turned out to be the one that I would use. And when I was growing up, I realized that the school system never prepared you for life, which made no sense to me at all. Sure. They, prepared me, they prepared me for grades. They prepared me for my exams. I may do a little bit of PSHE or may have a guest speaker once in a while that would speak about something relevant. <laughs> Got to be careful what I'm saying now. Um, but, <laughs> Your business depends on this, Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I kind of started to say, hang on a minute, like, why why wasn't school able to prepare me for life? And if, if school was being able to prepare me for life, what would that look like? 
and I got involved in education very, very early as a PE teacher originally. And I ended up, I remember one day, funny story, actually, I remember one day the head teacher that I was working for as a PE teacher kind of pulled me into his office and kind of said, are you a motivational speaker or are you a PE teacher? I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you're doing more talking than you are doing PE. Wow, okay. And I was always that person that was encouraging kind of these, these kids and stuff like that. And then someone literally generally said to me, Luke, have you ever thought about being a motivational speaker? And this isn't something that you get in like, school is it like when you're doing your vocations this isn't thing that comes up in terms of your career it's the kind of thing they steer you away from if anything isn't it exactly yeah yeah it's not a real job um and i remember literally doing i was uh, how old was i was 19 at the time 19 20 and i just googled it how to be a motivational speaker and this guy in america called josh ship um basically had these one of these now we would like click funnels videos and he was like, Hey, do you want to be a motivational speaker? I was like, yes. He goes, do you want to know how to do it? I'm like, yes. Do you want to learn it in 12 weeks? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and he was like, have you got two and a half thousand dollars to invest into your future? I was like, no. Um, <laughs> and, but I was 19. And for some reason, you know, I grew up listening to like Tony Robbins, personal development and I'm sure we'll yep. get into kind of that topic. And there was just something in me that said, no, take the risk. So I applied for like a 0% credit card, didn't tell my parents, just whacked and maxed out the whole credit card and started kind of doing this, kind of learning how to be a motivational speaker, what that looks like from a business model. And everything that I was learning was actually from like the United States. It's like that market is huge there Mm, in the UK. I would say it isn't necessarily as big, not in the same way in one sense. So I had to kind of adopt it for like my style of market. And then, yeah, that kind of just snowballs from there. My passion to see young people thrive has developed into seeing just humans thrive um, and helping them along whatever part of their journey that they were on, I would say. That's amazing. I've got to ask, did your parents ever find out about the credit card? Yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah. So just... In the matter of, and this is the thing with like personal development, and I, I probably will end up talking about this a lot, is that there's a difference between when you're dreaming, you can be dreaming, but if you don't have any blueprint to get to where you're going, you're kind of just going to listen to everyone else's blueprint. You would call it, you know, staying in your lane. And when I was younger, I would just whack things on credit card or personal development stuff because they would tell me that it would come back to me. Do you know what I mean? This is the greatest investment you'd ever had. So the debt snowballed. um, And yeah, so, but I would say that I invested in myself and became a man of value, which eventually did start to kind of turn back around, I would say. (laughs) Good. I'm glad it worked out all right in the end. Uh, But that's that's good. And, and you you know, I guess you did gain from all that you, you learned and invested. Tell us a bit about that personal development then. Tell us what, what disciplines, what habits, what routines uh, do you kind of implement into your life now? Maybe that you learned back there, maybe that you've learned since that make a difference. So, and what difference do they make? Yeah, I think, well, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, when I was 14, my dad was massively into personal development. He would like ram it down my throat, Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, every Tom, Dick and Harry really. And, um, at the time when I was 14, I didn't really want to hear it. 
Um, it was probably the greatest gift that my dad actually gave me was the ability to dream and think that everything was possible. Yeah, good. Um, but in terms of the personal development and how my journey with personal development has been really, really interesting, if I'm honest with you, mate. And as I continue to grow in wisdom and in truth, I start to realize some flaws within the personal development industry and some massive pros as well. Okay. So I would say that the big thing for me, what I've learned from the personal development industry is that there is this sense of responsibility that you have to take ownership of your life. Mm. And if you don't take ownership on your life, if you don't set dreams, goals, aims, objectives, if you don't come to love the process of learning, which is hard because in school, a lot of people end up hate, hate learning and learning is like the greatest gift that you could ever learn really. But when I fell in love with learning to add value to other people, learning to be the best I could possibly be so I could invest myself into people or businesses, then I realized that I could make a big difference. So in terms of my personal development kind of like journey, I'm, if I'm going to be totally honest with you, I'm not somebody who has like a massive, like strict routine I'm not this guy that gets up at 3 a.m. in the morning, goes for a workout. Like <laughs> I've done that, I've been it, I've tried it. I've yeah. got a little boy who's who's 19 months now. So family life has come into my life, meaning that changes things. So are um, you up at three o'clock in the morning, but just not doing personal development? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, for me with personal development, some key things are really important for me is that starting your day has to be important starting your day right because you can quickly get into the habit of going on social media open your emails all that jazz and the world will take you one way and you kind of wanted to go the other way so for me something that i do personally is i read and the first thing i do is i'm a christian so i read i read the bible i pray and then i kind of sit and just go right what is it that i want to achieve today sure and and what and why in other words like why I've, I've been a guy that's been in a bad habit of doing things that I love to do. Like I'm a creative. I love making videos and stuff like that. But sometimes there's bigger things that I need to do that I don't particularly want to do. So yeah. I really do have to go, mm, I'm going to have to leave the fun stuff for, to side and I'm going to have to focus on the things that are either going to bring value or going to take things to to the next level. So yeah, in terms of my personal development, it's, it's reading, it's reading the word, it's praying, it's setting goals. And also, yeah, exercising. It's important to kind of get out and about. Sometimes I'm in the gym, sometimes I'm not, but I love to go and walk. Yeah, I love amazing. to go and walk, listen to music and then um, clear my head. I would say they're my main and just read. I read a lot, listen to a lot of audio books as well. Yeah, love a bit of Audible. Uh, love a bit love of Audible. A bit of Audible. That subscription. There we go. There's a plug. Yeah, there's a plug. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> should have signed up for that affiliate link. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke, tell us. You one of the things you talk a lot about is uh, mindset, and and a lot of what you've just described there, including the kind of spiritual stuff, is all about putting you in the right mindset for your day. Uh, tell mm. us. Um, what sort of things do you see in terms of the area of mindset? As you coach people, as you speak, what sort of the kind of limiting beliefs, I guess, are you encountering? I think, I think the big thing that I've realized is people don't know who they are. Like people don't truly know who they are, why they were created, 
and kind of a bit of a per, the the purpose for life. Mm. And if if you and if you're not rooted in your identity and know who you are, then the world's going to start to shape you into the image that they want to create you into. So, and my experience of this is two sides of the coin, right? The only reason why I became a mind coach, a mindset coach, and 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 now helping people is because I went through the crap. Okay. Because I was somebody, so I was somebody that that didn't know who he was growing up. You know, I'm of faith now, but I wasn't. So th- I had no root in terms of my identity, what kind of people said to me. I just lived what my parents said about me. And, you know, I'm blessed to have two beautiful parents that said I'm amazing and, and I can do anything. So I did have that sense of belief. But when I started, when I came out of school, when I started business, I started to do what a lot of people do. I started to compare myself to other speakers, other coaches. I started to read all these personal development books, started to compare myself to now all of these kind of people. And I started to think, oh, right, if I want to be successful, I've got to become like Tony Robbins, or I've got to become like this person. Yeah. Or even the danger of when I when I got into my faith is looking at somebody of faith and go, oh, if I'm going to be successful like they are, I've got to become like them. Yeah. And, and when I was growing up, you know, I like to say to, to people when I'm doing this as an exercise is that I believe that everyone is being created in one image and it's a little bit like a jigsaw piece. And I call that image love. And I believe that we're all an expression of love. And this beautiful creator creates this big jigsaw piece of how that looks like in the real world. But just like a jigsaw piece has pieces every piece has to play its part for the full picture to kind of flourish. And I think within society, what we do is it's very, very easy for me to look at your jigsaw piece in one sense, your personality, the way that you do things, the way that you dress and go, Oh, I like what he does or like who he is or like what he has. So I'm going to, kind of look like you be like you so i start to cut off i would say like my jigsaw piece you know i start to look a little bit like you and then as i'm trying to fit in my place it doesn't feel right anymore because i'm not slotting into where i'm meant to be within within the big picture so the big the big thing that i see with a lot of people is they don't know who they are why they were created and for what purpose so, but so my job as a, as a as a coach, as a mindset coach, is to get them to realize their jigsaw piece, at fi- get them to find out what is unique about them, but also to realize that it will be similar to other people. Of course, it was with the human race; we're very, very similar, but it's unique in the way that we think, the way that we act, the way that we see kind of life. So, I get to try and get people to become their most unique and authentic self because I believe that that's the way that they can be the most effective and most of value in the world. Very good, very good. And I realize, you know, I, I must cause that problem for so many people that people look at me and go, ah, oh, I wish I was like Tom. But uh, exactly, yeah, I, yeah, I realize yeah, I, I caused that issue. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, listen, Luke, you, you come across as a, a confident kind of guy. And of course, doing what you do, uh, confidence is important. Confidence in, in who you are, confidence in what you have to say. Uh, is really key in, in doing what you do. Uh, how do. Have you always been a confident person uh, or was that a journey? 
Um, I think it, I think it was definitely a bit of a journey. I think I think everyone's quite confident in one sense. Definitely when you're younger, when you're a kid, mm. a little bit. Like I mean, when you're really really young. And I say this because when you when you're really really young, you know, even the Bible talks about be like children. Yeah, is that you don't you don't you don't compare yourself. You just kind of go in with what you feel is right. You're learning along the way. Um, but then as we get older, we kind of, you know, naturally feel a bit more shame in what we do. We feel like guilty. We start to compare ourselves. And, and before you know it, we lose the childlike kind of playful nature within ourselves that doesn't really care. And we start to overanalyze everything. So when I was growing up, I was, I was quite a confident, quite a charismatic guy. I kind of always have been in one sense. And, but as I, if I'm honest with you, as I went into the personal development industry, mm. as I went into my career, that's when I totally lost myself because I started trying to be like somebody else. Yeah. So as soon as I came from a place of not being anymore, I started performing and acting. So when I were to get on stage, because I didn't feel like I was going to bring any value unless I acted like somebody that had value, then I would lose my sense of confidence. And yes, I would be on stage. Yes, I would be speaking. Yes, I would look confident, but absolutely terrified because I was thinking what I'm doing is a lie. What I'm doing isn't me. It's kind of like a facade. It's yeah. somebody that's read a load of books and just spitting them out at you. I wasn't living it. I wasn't kind of embodying it, but I had a, a love to kind of help other people. But as my journey to mental health kind of happened, I would say, yeah, I'm a highly confident guy now because I'm just being me. And and I can only be confident in me because I know that it goes back to the point of identity. This is who I am. This is who God yeah. created me to be. So I can't not be this person. And I've realized that when you're being authentic in the world, the right people come around you, the right opportunities come around you, the wrong people stay away from you. And everything kind of just starts to work out for good because you're being and doing exactly what you were kind of created to do. But the one thing I do say about confidence to add a little bit of value to, to your audience is that if I was to say to your audience, are you confident in tying your shoelace? The majority of people I would say, say yes. And I'd say, oh, why is that? And you'd say, well, you know, I've done it, you know, a million times, kind of know what I'm doing. I could do it with my eyes closed. I'm like, oh, amazing. I said, when you first saw a pair of shoelaces as a kid and you start to tie them, would you say you were confident? And you'd be like, well, no, because I've never done it before. So, so confidence isn't necessarily something that you're born with. I would say it's something that's developed over time by doing something again and again and again. So I have become a more confident speaker. You know, I'm not going to lie. The first time I spoke in front of an audience, you know, I crapped myself. Like, and that was only like 10 people. That was yeah, like 10 yeah. people. Now I could speak to 10,000 people and not blink an eyelid just because of the amount of times that I've kind of done something, felt more confident with me and my ability to kind of communicate my message or the message that I'm meant to communicate. So what would be the kind of one quick win action step that someone could take today if they felt actually I, I lack a bit of confidence or or I'm doing something, I've got a presentation to give coming up and I, I'm I'm not kind of gifted in it? Yeah, I would I would basically say go out there like you're about to boss it. 
I think the one thing that I realized very early on is the power of visualization. Yeah. The, the power of actually, before I go on a stage, I've already been on the stage. This is very like a holistic, like, ooh. But, <laughs> but it's true. Like, before I go on a stage, yeah. the night before, I, I ask for pictures of the stage. I, I want to see the venue. And I imagine myself on the stage. I imagine what I'm doing. And, and, and what happens is your brain doesn't know what's reality and not reality. So, so when I then get on the stage, my brain's thinking, oh, I've done this before. I'll just do it exactly like you imagined it. Mm. And then that's the power of the imagination. So I would say before a presentation, before doing something like the night before or, or just, just times before, like a little bit time before, sorry, just literally close your eyes and imagine you going through your presentation Imagine the, the reaction of your audience. Imagine the best case scenario, obviously not the worst. And, uh, and I, I would probably say that you'd be surprised how you actually feel at ease on stage a lot more. Yeah. And you kind of feel like you've been there, done it before. And yeah, the more you do it, obviously, the better that you get. So that would be my one tip trick, I would say. Very good, very good. Uh, Luke, you you are quite open on on social media about your mental health challenges. I believe it was a couple of years ago, really, that it kind of significantly impacted you. Um, tell us a yep. little bit about your story, and and I guess what I'm getting at is you you run now a company called Made to Thrive. You want to encourage people, add value. How do you do all of that in the midst of adversity, in the midst of challenges uh, that that everyone faces? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my mental health has been something that was a, a catapult for, I would say, my work now mm. is that, you know, three, three years ago, I, I always say that my mental health, my mental health really went to pot on the night of the Oriana Grande bombing in Manchester. Okay. The reason being, it had nothing to do with the bombing. I just remember that that was the night. I remember on Twitter, everyone was talking about it. I had a panic attack. And, and I had a panic attack and it's the first time I ever had one. And I was bawling my eyes out, crying my eyes out. I was um, with the next partner at the time. She didn't have a clue what to do. We had to ring my mom at like three o'clock in the morning to come around. And she literally like cradled, cradled me to sleep because I was an absolute mess. And the next day I actually went and did a talk, which is crazy and a whole different story. But it was... It was that moment where everything started to go, hang on a minute, something isn't right here. I wasn't dealing with life. I was under a lot of stress, um, money problems, business problems, identity problems. Mm. You know, I was non-faith at that time as well. So I had no kind of hope or assurance or anything to trust in. I was basically just had the whole world on my shoulders and it was kind of getting too much. And from that moment, everything kind of got worse and worse and worse. I stopped speaking. My business stopped. My relationship stopped. I lost the flat that we were in. And I, I was an absolute mess. And I spent most nights crying my eyes out, kind of thinking, hang on a minute. I can kind of understand why people would think about suicide. Mm. And, I, and I say, like, I was never at a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I was definitely at the point in my mind where I'm going, I can see where this is going. I can see there's no light here. Like, what's my option? Right, like, okay. should I just kind of give up? Like, how do, how do I do this? And being a man that's been within the personal development industry, mm. I'm reading every book 
I'm, I'm meditating, I'm being grateful, I'm doing all like the things that the books say and nothing's working. So I'm going, what the heck am I going to do? And um, I moved to Manchester at the time and I lived with my uncle for a bit, absolute mess, lost like the Lukaski that you see now was like just non-existent. And um, it was in Manchester in my uncle's back garden I was crying my eyes out, absolute mess. And at that moment, I realized I'd come to the end of my will. And what I mean by that is I'd come to the point where I said, I have carried this on my shoulders for too long. I can't go on. And I would say it was at that moment where I was about to make a decision about going kind of down the dark path or I needed a miracle. And for some reason... Uh, I grew up non-faith, nothing like that. I threw my hands up and literally like in this desperation was like, right, if there's a God, an Allah, a Buddha, a Jesus, a universe, if there's something that everyone kind of places their hope and trust in, can you please come and save the day? Because I'm done. <laughs> and that wow. in that moment, my whole, my whole life kind of changed and a great peace came over me. And before you know it, like I mentioned before, things just started to align up. I started meeting different people who were saying different things. And, and the end of the story is basically I, I, I found my faith. I, be, I became a Christian. And, and, and what my faith did for me is it took me out of the world. And it gave me a true view of who I was. And right, then I okay. looked back in the, I looked back into the world again. And I said, why are you saying the opposite to what I've just discovered? Like, I don't have to become anyone to be anybody. Like I already have everything within me. I just didn't know it. Like I was already the jigsaw piece. And now I say something to people who are going through like depression or anything like that is I say, you know, I don't want to change you. I want you to discover you and I want you to grow. And that's how I see it now. So I don't want to change Luke Askew. I just want to keep going back and back and back into the original image in which I was created, my most authentic self. And then from that place, I want to grow. I want to grow my influence, grow my knowledge, but I don't want to change what is unique about me. And when I look in the world now, that's what I see with like, you know, the beauty industry or the fashion industry, or even like entrepreneurial, or even like the personal development industry. And I was saying this is that I'm, gr- I love personal development. If it's the sense of, I'm going to help you grow into who you were meant to be, not you're now going to create a new version of you that doesn't exist. Very good. Because I, yeah. because I've been there and that's what ruined me. Because even yeah. though I was working on myself, I was actually becoming Tony Robbins. I was actually becoming what all these kind of successful personal development people were telling me to become. And I lost the uniqueness about Luke Askew. I wasn't using the tools of such. I was taking on the identity. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I can imagine that because the personal development space, particularly uh, the likes of Tony Robbins, who is great and says some great stuff. Yeah, amazing. And, I, yeah. um, but particularly kind of that world is very kind of positive. You have to be great. You have to be in good shape. You have to be kind of feeling good. Uh, you have to have a ice cold bath every morning to uh, thrive and everything like that. And, yeah. and so 
when you battle mental health, that must be a huge pressure that your life isn't matching up to what that is. Yeah, it's like a it's like a standard that starts to kind of happen. Mm. And and you know, you're your own person. Like I know that Tony Robbins personally has an incredible routine. That's what he's found. That's the standard that he's set for his life. And you know, and we and we and we do we have to set standards in yeah. our lives. If we don't have standards, then yeah, you're gonna just be somebody. But for me, my standards aren't about me. It's about people. It's my interaction with people. Sure. My standards are from a humanity point of view, not a performance point of view. So my standards are based on how do I treat other people? Am I being generous? When I get paid, am I giving away? Am I tithing? Am I blessing other people? So my life, my standards become what is my faith. My standards become the principles which I live by as a human being. Yeah. They're my standards. And I will personally work on myself every single day so I can live by the the standards in which my faith says to be an incredible human being, to be kind, be generous. So for me, this is a little one about money. I quickly dive into this one very, very quickly because I think it would be quite good for your sure. audience. I once heard someone said it's selfish to not be rich. And I was like, I was like, okay, where are you going with this? Mm. And then I was reading and, uh, and, uh, and I was spending my time in my morning and stuff like that. And I realized that according to the standards that I'm told to live by, I'm meant to be generous and give. And I'm meant to actually give um, at least 10% away to people. And then I had this thought, and this is what changed everything for me. I said, I'm no, I'm no longer going to live by what the world says. I'm not going to try and attain wealth for myself. Mm. I'm going to become a man of value that gains wealth so I can go and give to other people and transform other people's lives. So now what I've started to do with my, with my money is I'm not looking at the 90% of what I make, I'm looking at the 10%, 20% of what I give. So for me, if I want to give 2000 pounds away a month, I've got to be making whatever that looks like. Yeah. Very multiplied. Good. So I love through the, I live through the eyes of generosity through humanity and, and how I can add value to, to, to other people. Do you know, there's an entrepreneur that I follow uh, on uh, online called Stu McLaren. Uh, again, doesn't come from faith background, but he has uh, a similar principle in that he says, if I can, yeah. if I can make money, I can do more and I can impact more lives. And so he, he's yeah, built definitely. schools in Africa and he's done all loads, like loads of amazing things uh, because mm. Uh, but his, his drive isn't a personal gain for money, but it's uh, I mean, I'm sure he lives reasonably wealthy but but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. at the same time his his drive is uh to to serve others and so, and so i love it i love that that approach and uh, and for that to be the starting point as well uh, i think that's really great uh luke just tell us yeah. briefly uh, we're in the insiders club you're going to talk about a bit about storytelling why is mm -hmm. storytelling important and, and and whereabouts in our lives do we do we find ourselves telling stories and uh, and why do we need to be good at it yeah I think storytelling is the greatest art that you can master. And, and, and when I realized about, you know, people say I'm a motivational speaker, I'd say, yeah, that's the title, but really I'm a storyteller. Okay. And I, and I, and I realized that storytelling 
is something that if you can master the art of storytelling, you can transform people's lives. Because the art of storytelling is the ability to take somebody, an individual, on a journey through a story where they're the character. So I can take anyone I speak to and use them as the character and speak in such a way that gets them to dream with their eyes wide open. Nice. So, so then about, by the end... Nice. So yeah, it's about by, how he impacts people. End, yeah. And by, the, and by the end of my talk or something like that, this audience has gone on a journey where when they get off the chair or, or leave, they're going to they're gonna now go, oh my gosh, I want to live that story. I want to sure. live the life that I just imagined with my eyes wide open. And being a comic yourself and a comedian, comedians are like the greatest, I would say, storytellers in the art of taking people on a journey. But you also see it within the marketplace. Steve Jobs, incredible mm. storyteller. Tony Robbins, you know, so... Yeah, you see it throughout the marketplace and throughout the world, really. Very good. Very well. I'm looking forward to to digging into that. Uh, and particularly yes. if we want to be people of influence, then uh, definitely sign up uh, to the Insiders Club and check that out. That sounds really key. Uh, Luke, my final question uh, that I ask all of the guests that come on this podcast is, what does it mean for you to live life fully? I guess in your words, what does it mean for you to thrive? For me to thrive is about me being authentic to who I was created to be and to serve humanity with the gifts that I've been given in such a way that adds value and transformation in the world. If I'm doing all them things, then I believe that I am thriving. Amazing. Luke, mate, thanks ever so much for joining us on the Oh My Days Academy. Uh, Go and thrive. Amazing. Thanks. you my friends i hope you're feeling inspired and encouraged uh i isn't he great just there's something motivate there's something inspiring about luke uh that i I, and and intriguing uh that just makes me want to go and you know get myself get my act together get myself sorted uh, and go and kind of thrive in in the life that i've got so really good guy really like luke and uh cheering him on friends don't forget to if you want to buy any books from any members of our guests i don't think luke's got a book but one day maybe uh if you want to buy any books from our guests we have got an amazon store you can head to amazon.co.uk forward slash shop forward slash tom elliott uk otherwise friends don't forget to join the insiders club uh, Luke has recorded a uh, episode for the Insiders Club and we are upgrading it very soon. So make sure uh, you join us over there in the Insiders. Well, friends, it's been good to enjoy another podcast with you this week. We're back next week. Don't forget to tune in and tell your friends. Cheers, guys. <laughs>